Welcome to the Healthy Hormones for Women podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gladish, online nutritionist, weight loss coach, and hormone fixer-upper. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of information and inspiration, sharing with you simple and effective strategies from health, wealth, and all things personal growth. Get ready to become the master of your hormones and experience vibrant health to live a life of more power and possibility. Welcome back, everyone. I hope you guys are doing amazing. I recently just got back from my trip to Jamaica and it was incredible. I absolutely love traveling to Jamaica. I think I've been there now almost five times. This was my first time to Montego Bay. I normally go to Negril. It's just the most incredible, beautiful beach ever. And this time we just headed over to Montego Bay and it was beautiful. We stayed at the Ryu Palace and I was actually quite impressed with it. I absolutely love Caribbean food. Like I just love Jamaican food. If I ever had a last meal, it would literally be like jerk chicken and oxtail and plantain and like steamed greens and ackee and saltfish. Like that would be my last meal. I just love Caribbean food so much. So the food was really amazing. And we're typically pretty picky about the places and the resorts that we go to. We've stayed at Couples Negril before in the past, and it is hands down one of my favorite places to travel to. It really is a beautiful resort and the food is really incredible and it's a very private resort and I really, really love it there. But we just decided to, on a whim, try something new. So it was a great trip. I feel really relaxed and rejuvenated and it was just what I needed. And of course, I got my pasty white skin, some color and some tan. And it just always feels so good to have a little bit of color on your skin after basically hibernating all winter long. So today, switching gears here, we are diving into estrogen dominance. And it's a topic I really wanted to address because it's a question that I get all of the time. I hear it very often from a lot of the women in my community who are dealing with a lot of hormonal issues and who know that they have estrogen dominance, whether that's caused from the birth control pill or maybe their diet and eating a lot of antibiotics and getting hormones and whatnot in their meats and in their animal products. And so I really wanted to dive into this topic and just shed some light on what estrogen dominance is really is and what are some symptoms of it and how we can actually address it. And so if you've been dealing with a range of hormonal issues and you've been trying to get to the bottom of your hormonal health, somewhere along the lines and probably somewhere in your research, you've come across the term estrogen dominance. And so what exactly is estrogen dominance? Well, basically, it's having too much estrogen in relation to other hormones in your body. So of course, for women, that would be having too much estrogen in relation to progesterone. And for men, that would be testosterone. And so you can obviously find out through different lab work, doing something like the Dutch test or some saliva test, where your hormone levels are at. But really symptoms can tell a lot. So I always use hormone testing, not necessarily as a last resort, but I do think that first and foremost, it's important to take into account symptomatically what my clients are feeling. And then from there, putting protocols in place and with supplements and nutrition and 
lifestyle and stress and all of that. And then after they've gone through that and they've really committed to a program, if we find that we're still not getting the results we want, that's when it's like, okay, it's time to test, to stop guessing and to really dive in here and just do the labs. And that's going to tell us what's going on. And so of course, you can do the lab work. But like I said, symptoms are really going to tell us a lot. And let's talk about those symptoms because there really is a lot of symptoms that can be in relation to estrogen dominance and with the overexposure that we have to plastics and chemicals and environmental toxins, food toxins, stress, there is a good chance that many women and even men are dealing with estrogen dominance. Okay, so what are some of these symptoms that we might be experiencing if we have estrogen dominance? And so bear with me because there are quite a lot. So irregular periods, excess weight on the hips and abdomen, PMS, PMS-related migraines, heavy periods, uterine fibroids, swollen lymph nodes, ovarian cysts, breast lumps, breast tenderness, hormonal acne, endometriosis, abnormal PAPs, breast cancer, uterine cancer, and PCOS. And of course, just to be clear, just because you might be dealing with some PMS and have some cramping or some bloating around the time of your period does not necessarily mean that you have estrogen dominance. It doesn't necessarily work that way. So just because you're experiencing some symptoms doesn't always mean that your estrogen is completely high and that it's off the charts and that you need some medical intervention. I know for myself personally, I can experience some of these symptoms. And I mean, there's also symptoms like fatigue, reduced sex drive, anxiety, bloating, mood swings, insomnia. These are some also other symptoms that can really be related to estrogen dominance as well. And so I know for myself, if I have had a very stressful maybe month or two and I've maybe eaten a little too much sugar or I've just been really stressed and I'm not taking my supplements and I'm not getting enough leafy greens and fiber and maybe I'm eating out a little bit more and my schedule is all over the place or I'm not drinking enough water, then when I do get my period, I will find that I tend to get things like cramping and some bloating or I actually also get a swollen lymph node under my left armpit. That's when I know that my self-care has been slipping. And so it's important that I really tune in to my body. And because I've become more aware of my symptoms and how they show up, and because I become so much more in tune with my body and tracking my cycle, I can really see the relation between my lifestyle and nutrition and whatnot and my cycle and my period. And so on the flip side, when I'm working out regularly and sweating, because of course sweating is really important for detoxification and that's really essential for hormonal health. So when I'm working out, when I'm drinking my water, when I'm supporting my detoxification, whether that's through sweating or even doing things like dry skin brushing, taking my supplements, eating really clean, healthy foods and getting in all that fiber and getting in all those really good healthy fats, then my period really just comes with ease and I don't have that swollen lymph node. And it's just really amazing how that works. And another thing to keep in mind here is coffee. If you are drinking a lot of coffee and you find that you have a lot of breast tenderness, 
coffee is very estrogenic. So I'm going to dive into some of these areas that we want to pay attention to if we really want to support our estrogen levels. I know many of us hear a lot about you know, soy being obviously very estrogenic and we really want to be conscious of limiting our soy intake. But outside of that, coffee is also very estrogenic. And so if you find that you're getting a lot of breast tenderness or a lot of PMS symptoms and you're not eating soy, coffee might be something that you want to look at and you might want to start cutting back your coffee intake. So I love coffee just as much as the next person. I do love the Four Sigmatic coffee, their mushroom coffee. I typically drink decaf. I don't drink it all the time, maybe once or twice a week. Outside of that, I will have matcha lattes. I'll have dandy blend. I really love roasted dandelion tea, which kind of has this caramelly sort of coffee flavor to it. It's really delicious from traditional medicinals. So There are obviously alternatives, and if you're just looking for that caffeine fix, then definitely it's something we need to start working on and weaning you off of that coffee, especially if you find that you are having a lot of these symptoms. Okay, so let's dive into some causes of estrogen dominance. So of course, the birth control pill. One of the main reasons there is a noticeable rise in estrogen is because the birth control pill has become so popular. And it's a very common scenario that doctors prescribe the pill to young women to regulate their periods or to control heavy bleeding. And then these women end up staying on the birth control pill for many, many years without fully understanding the long-term negative effects. So I've mentioned before how I will dive into the birth control pill deeper into another podcast episode. But just touching on it a bit here, you know, the birth control pill, you are taking exogenous hormones and you're taking synthetic hormones. And the pill is really going to create the perfect storm for hormonal imbalances. And it is also linked to insulin resistance. Many women that I work with in my private practice who have been on the pill for many years, once they come off of the pill, they start to develop PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, and they also start to gain weight. And this is often because the pill does have a negative impact on how it communicates to insulin and your receptors in your body. So I do often find that a lot of women develop insulin resistance once coming off of the pill. And so not only that, I mean, the pill is also destroying your gut flora and your gut flora and having a really healthy microbiome is going to help you produce healthy hormones and you produce certain vitamins and minerals in your body and you need that gut flora in order to do that. So if there's any type of inflammation going on in the gut, that inflammation will imbalance your hormones no matter what. So it's really important when we talk about hormonal health that we also look at gut health as well because it really is all interconnected. So with the pill, you are getting this release of synthetic progesterone and this will suppress your natural progesterone production. And progesterone balances the effects of estrogen. And so without enough progesterone, you will end up with symptoms of estrogen dominance. So like I said earlier, estrogen dominance is basically high estrogen. 
but in relation to your other hormones. So if estrogen is high, typically it will mean that your progesterone is low. And if you have a lot of stress going on in your life, typically what will happen is it will also shut down your progesterone production. And as that gets lower, it will drive up the estrogen. So I know it can be a little confusing when we talk about hormones and try to understand all of this, but I'm trying to lay it out in the simplest way possible. And of course, you guys can always reach out to me if you have questions about it. So if you don't have to be on the pill, then of course, I recommend that you don't. I don't recommend it at all. There are other non-hormonal options for you to use. Obviously, the barrier method, like using a condom. The copper IUD is another option. However, I just don't personally think that having something inserted all the time, and especially you are now releasing copper into your system, which will affect the uterine lining. And a lot of women do find that they get a lot of cramping and they get heavier bleeds. And on top of that, copper and zinc, they kind of communicate with each other and they balance each other out. So if you are getting excess copper in your system, it means that you're going to get less zinc. And zinc is important for metabolizing estrogen. So we don't want to lower that zinc intake. It's really important. So outside of hormonal birth control, our personal care products are also leading to estrogen dominance because there are thousands of man-made products that contain xenoestrogen. And these xenoestrogens, basically, it means They mimic estrogen in our body. They look similar to estrogen in our body. So when the receptors in our body need to uptake estrogen, they might uptake the xenoestrogens, which are kind of like a fake estrogen. And this really disrupts hormonal imbalance. So there is really a long list of chemicals that can mimic estrogen, things like parabens, which is often used as a preservative, Phthalates, which are often in plastics and are also used as emulsifiers as well, or like a stabilizer in a lot of topical products. Benzophonines, and I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right, guys, but this is really something that you can find in a lot of sunscreens. Unfortunately, I definitely encourage you to listen to episode seven with Dr. Jen Newell, where we dive into safe sun protection. So it's a really great episode that you can dive in there because we really want to eliminate and minimize these xenoestrogens, which we really are getting through our personal care products. Okay. So another rule of thumb is that If you are using products that have a really strong chemical smell and perfume smell or use fragrance, that typically is a xenoestrogen or a endocrine disruptor. It means it's disrupting your hormone system. So it's really best to avoid products that contain the word fragrance in the ingredient list. You know, you do absorb a pretty substantial amount of these toxins and chemicals through your skin. So it really makes sense to be conscious about the products that you're using and to really switch out and use more natural organic products. Or maybe even you're a DIYer and you want to try making these products on your own at home. You can definitely search some products on my site at holisticwellness.ca. There's some great beauty care DIY recipes on there. So outside of the pill and outside of personal care products, 
the estrogen in the food you eat. So if you are eating, and this can come from plants and animals. I know that obviously I mentioned earlier, soy and coffee, these are estrogenic foods. But you know, if you're eating factory farmed animals, they typically have a lot of growth hormone in them. And that will lead to a lot of estrogen dominance. You know, you are what you eat eats. So if the animal is eating genetically modified soy and grains and corn and all of this, then you're essentially eating that as well. And also a really common herbicide is glyphosate. And this is typically used in a lot of animal products as well and plants. And so this has been linked to more female cancers. And in one case, glyphosate caused human breast cancer cells to grow in vitro. So it's really important that we choose quality and local organic non-GMO foods as much as possible so that we can avoid these herbicides and pesticides and insecticides. And of course, avoid, I think I mentioned the genetically modified foods as well. So another sneaky place that you might find estrogen is in your water supply. Yes, the Environmental Working Group has actually identified 45 hormone-disrupting chemicals in public drinking water. And guess what? You are pretty much drinking your neighbor's birth control pills and your neighbor's medications because the water system, it does not filter these medications out of the water supply. And we are literally ingesting them. So we really want to make sure that we're getting good quality water. If you're drinking water from a public source, you're probably dosing yourself with certain chemicals that mimic estrogen and disrupt your hormones. And bottled water is equally problematic because there are different estrogenic chemicals in plastic bottles that are leaching out of the BPA. So you want to make sure you're drinking out of glass or stainless steel, and you want to make sure that you have really good quality filters in your home. Or for us, we are here in the local GTA in Toronto, and we order our water from Cedar Springs. It gets delivered in glass bottles. And we do also have, I don't know the name of it, I'll have to find it out for you guys, but we also do have this water filtration on our actual tap. And it's not reverse osmosis, but it does get out like all the fluoride, the radioactive tritium, like all this crazy heavy metals and chemicals that can be found in the water. So even if you do reverse osmosis, I mean, that's fine. You just have to make sure that maybe you remineralize the water. And the cleanest water you'll get is basically, it should be regularly tested and it should not be close to like factories or farms or mines, ideally. And so, you know, if you go on findaspring.com, it's a really great resource to go find local spring water. And so you might be able to just go get free, healthy, delicious, natural spring water, which would be awesome. We do that here. There's a few local springs in the area. They're not that close, but we take our glass water jugs and we go and we fill them up. So again, just make sure that you are drinking your water out of glass or out of a stainless steel bottle. And when it comes to filtration as well, you want to look for something that's like a triple stage filter. So that means it has like a sediment filter 
Maybe it has a ceramic filter, which will actually block viruses. And then even like an activated charcoal filter. So that's like a triple stage, a sediment, a ceramic, and the activated charcoal. So all of that's really going to help bind to toxins and chemicals and just flush it out of the water supply. Another area that could lead to estrogen dominance, and this one might be a little bit weird, is digestion. But the way you digest your food essentially can lead to you having estrogen dominance because your digestion is how you get rid of waste. You digest your food, you chew your food, you break down your food, and then this now becomes waste in the body and we want to get it out through our intestines. And if we are having issues with constipation and if we have slow digestion or low stomach acid, low hydrochloric acid, then you're not breaking your food down well enough. And this food is now not moving through the intestines very well. And so this means that it can get reabsorbed back into the body. And so there are just hundreds of things that might affect your intestinal mobility, like how well you move things through your system. But low stomach acid and a gut bacteria imbalance are pretty much like two of the most popular ones, I would say. So if your gut bacteria is off, then this will lead to low stomach acid. And maybe you've been using antibiotics or maybe you're on the pill right now. That's going to lead to imbalance in gut bacteria and low stomach acid. Maybe you have exposure to like heavy metals, but there are lots of things that can affect the nerves in your intestines to contract and relax and move things along. And so this will lead to complications and things like constipation. And then it will mean that you're now reabsorbing all of this back into your body. You're like retoxing yourself. So fiber is so essential because obviously that's going to help with getting out toxicity and helping with constipation. But fiber is going to bind to excess estrogen in your system and flush it out. So if you're constipated and you're not getting enough fiber or not even drinking enough water and you're not breaking down your food efficiently, then this will just get reabsorbed back into the body. So we really want to make sure that we're getting in the fiber, we're getting in those leafy greens, and we are drinking a lot of water as well, good quality water. And back in my detox episode, I did speak about this and I spoke about detoxification and water and fiber and all of that. So you can definitely go back and listen to that one. Okay, so what about your toxic load, like the environmental toxins around you? It could be heavy metals. It could be the processed packaged food that you're eating. It might be that you're living in a moldy house. This toxic load will contribute to estrogen dominance because it's going to be a burden to your detoxification system and your elimination system. So like your liver and your gut, it's going to be a big burden to these systems. And your detox systems, particularly your liver and your kidneys, they can only handle so much over the course of the day. So if your body is constantly having to deal with these fragrances in your products and plastics and mold and heavy metals and food chemicals, all of these things and more compete with estrogen for its place in the elimination line in your bowels. So a toxin-free environment does not exist. That's not going to happen unless maybe we like live naked in the middle of some like random 
I don't know, beach somewhere where there's like super clean water and access to only clean food and you know, no stress, maybe that might exist somewhere, but otherwise a toxin-free environment does not exist. And I mean, even just the natural byproduct of digestion, like you release byproducts that your body has to neutralize and excrete. Like your body has its own metabolic breakdown and in its own metabolic process, you are creating different byproducts that your body needs to eliminate. So the key here really is to minimize toxins in your environment as much as you can, which now leaves room for your body to deal with those toxins more efficiently and get rid of them more efficiently. All right, being overweight can lead to high estrogen. And this is often why many of my one-on-one weight loss clients that I work with who go through my program Of course, I mean, weight loss is a huge benefit of going through the program, but they also have this bonus, I guess, sort of side effects of easy, breezier periods, not as heavy periods. They are reducing inflammation in their body. And this is all because as the weight comes off, their body can now handle more of this sort of toxic load that they've been exposed to. And their body can basically now detox more efficiently. So as the weight comes off, you can now better detox and get rid of more toxicity, literally toxins, inflammation, like this all leaves your body as you lose weight. And so this is why so many women not just lose weight on the program, but their periods are better, they're balancing and reversing their diabetes on their PCOS and really supporting their hormones in such a big way. So your body produces estrogen in your adrenal glands, also in your brain and in your ovaries. And another place that it also produces estrogen is in adipose tissue, is fat tissue. And so this is why as women start to lose weight and they're losing fat, they are releasing that estrogen. And so it's very important that we make sure that we're supporting the elimination process with the fiber and with the water and maybe certain detox supplements so that we can make sure that we are efficiently supporting weight loss and fat loss, but also supporting getting rid of the excess estrogen as well. So the more fat cells you have, the more estrogen you will make. And the more estrogen you make, the more fat you will store. And then you make even more estrogen and store more fat. And so until you have more estrogen and fat, then you'll have more estrogen and more fat than you know what to do with, basically. And so this is why it's really important to support a healthy body weight and to support detoxification overall. Okay, what about stress? And stress 100% can affect estrogen dominance. And this is because basically your progesterone keeps your estrogen in check, which I believe I mentioned earlier. So if you don't have enough of the progesterone, estrogen can pretty much go haywire. And the reason progesterone might go low is because of stress. And so stress has a massive impact on the production of your sex hormones. And chronic stress will throw off your hormonal balance and contribute to estrogen dominance because what's happening now is if you are in a state of chronic stress and you are driving up that cortisol, what will happen is your body will slow down essentially the production of progesterone and as that gets lower, 
the estrogen will go up. So estrogen dominance means estrogen is high in relation to other hormones. So this is why if progesterone goes low, the estrogen can typically go high. So it's really obviously important that we manage our stress because not only is it going to lead to estrogen dominance, but stress and cortisol and high cortisol is linked to a lot of other issues like weight gain and PMS and issues with our thyroid, with our insulin, brain fog, fatigue, gut issues, all kinds of things. There's many, you name it. All right, so what do we do about too much estrogen? Where do we even start? So first off, quit the birth control pill. If you are currently on the pill right now, I highly suggest you either work with myself or you work with another practitioner, somebody that can really help guide you off of getting off of the pill. I do have a how to ditch the birth control guide. And this guide, if you head on over to shop.holisticwellness.ca, you will see the guide there. And it's how to ditch hormonal birth control. And this guide basically takes you through the exact supplement protocol that you really want to be on to get off of the pill. Because I don't just necessarily recommend that you just all of a sudden quit the pill one day. What I suggest is that you take the necessary supplements to support the deficiencies that the pill is causing and then kind of stay on that for a few weeks to bring this rebalancing and then sort of resetting your system and then get off the pill and then of course continue with that supplement protocol. So the protocol and all the steps and the guidelines and everything is laid out in that guide Again, you can head on over to shop.holisticwellness.ca and I'll be sure to link up the guide and all of that info in the show notes as well. So to access all the show notes, you can head on over to holisticwellness.ca forward slash episode 09. And that's the number 09. Okay, so outside of ditching the birth control pill, you can swap out your personal care products. So you wanna look for non-toxic versions. I absolutely love consonant skincare. I love living libations. These are some great local companies here. There are so many incredible brands and you can even check out the detox market. I will share my personal link to go check out the detox market. There's some great brands there that I love as well. And they have some all non-toxic beauty care products, skincare, all kinds of stuff. So you can definitely check that out. Another thing is to choose organic and to choose organic as much as possible. You might want to head on over to ewg.org. So that's environmentalworkinggroup.org and check out the Clean 15 and the Dirty Dozen list because at least that will give you some guidelines of where to start when it comes to buying organic because I get it. It can be tough and expensive to go all organic all of the time, but you can choose better quality organic meats and maybe that's where you start. Maybe it means you find that extra 20 to $30 a week and it goes towards better quality animal products. I think that that is by far the number one way to start when it comes to organic because it doesn't make any sense if we're trying to support and balance our hormones why we would eat meat and animal products that have antibiotics and hormones in them because it just means that we are now ingesting it as well. So Definitely choose better quality animal meats, pasture-raised, grass-fed, organic is ideal. You also want to filter your water. This is so essential. And on top of that, you want to make sure you're drinking enough water. So getting in 
three to four liters a day of high quality water, filtered water is really important. And you can, again, like order your water from Cedar Springs. You can get some water filtration systems. Make sure you're drinking out of glass or stainless steel and just make sure you are drinking enough. You might also want to look at your digestive system and see if you are producing enough stomach acid. You might want to consider going on some digestive enzymes that have HCL in them. And of course, it might sound like that's going to fix everything and that's not necessarily the case, right? There's no quick fix here. The digestive enzymes, they can definitely help support digestion and aid with stomach acid. And you need that stomach acid to break down your food. But you might want to work with somebody if you are having a lot of digestive issues, you know, working with myself or a practitioner who can really help to assess what's going on with digestion, getting you on the right digestive healing supplements and protocol. That's going to be really important. Okay. So we've got water. We have got eliminating toxins from personal care products. You want to choose organic, getting off the birth control pill. Fiber, that's another one. You want to get in at least 45 grams a day. Now, this is specifically for the women who are experiencing a lot of estrogen dominance. You need a lot of fiber in order to effectively eliminate estrogen. And that fiber binds to the excess estrogen in your gut to help flush it out. So great sources are going to be your leafy greens, broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, flax, artichokes, apples, which I love and are great for detoxification. All of my weight loss clients are required to eat an apple a day. So make sure you're getting in that fiber. It's really, really essential to support estrogen-dominant symptoms. Another thing is to do dry brush. So literally brushing your skin. Yes, if you don't have a dry brush, you can get one from your local health food store and you want to start brushing your skin. I do this before I go in the shower and you don't want your skin to be wet, hence why it's called dry brushing. And so you're just basically taking this brush and you are kind of brushing up. So like I start on the left side on my left foot, work all the way up my left foot and leg and then switch on over to the right side. And then I work up the left arm and then the right arm and then like stomach and chest. And you can do a little bit of like your neck and just gently, very gently on your face even. But basically the dry brushing will stimulate your lymphatic system. And this is also part of detoxification. So it will help to get things moving in the system. And on top of that, it's also going to beautify your skin, which is really great as well. Also, we want to ditch the plastic. So get rid of the plastic water bottles, the food storage containers that you're using, all of it. You want to get rid of it. And another thing to keep in mind, if you are cutting your fruits and your veggies and your food on a plastic cutting board, that has BPA in it. So that has to go as well. You are better to opt for a wood cutting board. Also look at your household cleaning products. Are you using products that have like the skull on them and the bones on them, the skull and bones? You definitely want to make sure you're getting that out of your house because that is highly toxic and you can use different essential oils and all kinds of amazing natural clean products, baking soda, even vodka, distilled water and some essential oils go a long way. Also, manage your stress. This is so important. And I get that it's easier said than done. 
But if you're, you know, freaking out over spilled coffee or being stuck in traffic or pissed off because your Netflix is down, you know, these little things piled up on top of maybe hating your job or going to work where you don't like the people you work with or your boss or, you know, feeling super stressed and overwhelmed at work and having a to-do list of 25 different things, these things lead up to chronic stress. It's these little things And not all of them are little, and I get that, but it's this everyday stuff that we have to learn how to manage more effectively, and we really need to chill the F out, basically. And I know, especially as like women and mothers, and I'm not a mother, but I know with, you know, many of my friends who are moms, and of course, they don't have time for themselves, they're overworked, and giving all their time to their families and they're putting themselves last. And then of course, if Netflix is down, yes, they're going to freak out, right? If the coffee machine isn't working, they're freaking out. And so it's these things that we really have to start paying attention to. And we have to really start making self-care a huge priority, a hot bath, a yoga class, going for a walk, doing deep breathing, meditation. And this doesn't mean this needs to take up hours and hours of your day, but finding the times throughout your day, even if it's just three-minute breathing exercise in the morning, journaling in the morning, this is really important because stress is a cause of estrogen dominance, let alone many diseases and hormonal imbalances. And lastly, how else we can support estrogen dominance is with supplementation. So of course, there's a lot of supplements out there on the market. And I do think it's very important that you work with a practitioner or somebody that can really customize something for you individually. But things like turmeric, very anti-inflammatory and incredible for supporting estrogen dominance and also great for detoxing the liver. I3C, indole-3-carbinol. I actually spoke about this again on the detox podcast that I did So you can always go back and listen to that. But I3C is an incredible compound that you get in cruciferous veggies, and it's great for detoxing out excess estrogen. So I really hope that this information really helps to guide you with your hormonal health and healing your estrogen dominance and that it starts to support you in detoxing better and maybe losing weight and just really supporting your hormonal health. And it's the little steps that count really. And it doesn't mean you need to take on all of these suggestions and tips, but maybe it means you just start right now with implementing the water and starting to get your water intake up. And that's what your focus is on these next two weeks, because it really is the little steps that once you start to add them up, they really do count over time. So I would love to hear from you guys. And I really hope that this information helps to support you and inspire you to make a change with your hormonal health. And if you are looking for deeper support, you can head on over to holisticwellness.ca forward slash healthy hormones for women. And yes, that is the name of this podcast. And for those of you that don't know, I actually named this podcast after one of my signature hormone programs that I offer online. And so the Healthy Hormones for Women program is a six-week online program, and it really goes hand-in-hand with this podcast and everything that you learn in this podcast. So it's a six-week program that really guides you through liver detoxification, optimizing gut health, getting off the pill, supporting adrenals, supporting your thyroid, blood sugar balance, nutrition, supplements, 
all of it. It's all covered in that six-week program. It's a go-at-your-pace program. You also get an incredible cyclical meal plan. So what I mean by that is the meal plan actually lays out the recipes based on where you are in your cycle. So if you're in your follicular phase or you're ovulating or if you're in your luteal phase, this meal plan is actually going to lay out specifically the foods you should eat during that time to optimize your hormonal health. So if you have PMS, if you have PCOS, if you have issues with fertility, then this is definitely the program for you, especially if you're dealing with like adrenal fatigue or thyroid issues and you're getting a lot of cramping and bloating and of course, estrogen dominance, this is the program that's really going to help support those symptoms. So head on over to holisticwellness.ca forward slash healthy hormones for women. And because you are a listener of this podcast and because I really want you guys to feel better and really experience vibrant hormonal health, I want to offer you guys an amazing 60% off that program. Yes, 60% saving. So when you check out, enter the code podcast at checkout and you will save over 60% on that program. It's amazing. I just want there to be no questions asked when you join. I want you to see the program, love it and dive in, not have to be stressed about the finances and actually start to implement something that's really going to take your hormonal health to the next level. So if you guys have any questions about that, come find me over on Instagram. And if you're not already hanging out with me in the Holistic Wellness private community on Facebook, you can come hang out there. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode. And if you guys haven't left a review or rating over on iTunes, I would love it if you can do that. It really helps to support the show and allows us to be seen by more women and to grow our community. So thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in. If you've got any questions, come find me on Instagram at Holistic Wellness Foodie. And if you've got questions for a future episode, then definitely be sure to hit me up on Instagram and let me know what those questions are because I love to do Q&A episodes. If you've tuned into the last episode, it was a Q&A episode and I was answering different community questions about the pill and PMS and detoxing. And so definitely ask me your questions and I'll be sure to get those onto a future episode. All right, ladies, thanks so much for tuning in. Hope this information helps you to live a healthier, happier life. See you next time.